0: hey everybody welcome back to the official european league of football podcast i'm your host nick alfieri aka Nalf. today on the podcast we have the head coach of the paris musketeers mark mattioli we had a great conversation talking about the paris musketeers the challenges of coaching and helping start a first year organization Talked about playing in the ELF, his previous coaching experience in the States, and the culture and potential of this organization. Had a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, Coach Mark Mattioli. Everybody, welcome back to the official European League of Football podcast. We have got the head coach, the Paris Musketeers here, Coach Mark Mattioli. Thanks for coming on the show, Coach. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So... For those who are not privileged to know you, can you give a little bit of your football coaching background? You've got some Division One coaching experience in the States, coached a little bit here in Europe before. Can you give us the kind of run through of your coaching life?
1: Yeah, so uh, when I got done playing in college, I played at uh, Rhodes College. I was a D3 guy in Memphis, Tennessee. And then I started my coaching career uh, at a D three school in Georgia called Lagrange, Georgia Lagrange College. Um, was the D line coach and, and uh, graduate assistant there. And then uh, in 2012, I went out to Stanford as a graduate assistant and started working in the secondary um, with David Shaw as the head coach, Derek Mason as the defensive coordinator, and some some great coaches to learn learn from and work for there. And then I went to Vanderbilt in 2015. Um, coach Mason became the head coach there and I uh, went with him, um, in 2015, I was the safeties coach. And then in 2016 became the, the secondary coach and was, uh, was that for the rest of my time at Vandy until 2020. Um, and then left Vanderbilt, uh, at the end of 2020 and came to Italy, um, where I was the head coach of the Parma Panthers in the, in the IFL. Which was was great, had a great experience there and was there for two years. And uh then I came to came to Paris this year in the beginning, well, the end of last year, um, the end of 2022. So I've been here in Paris since last I think November.
0: Um and uh yeah, man. So that's 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 how I got here. Very experienced coach. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how how does it feel actually having come from? Those kind of big time D1 programs, Stanford, Vanderbilt, then coming out here to Europe. Did you ever think when you were first coming out like this was going to be a one year thing and then you go back to college football or were you expecting to be out here for a longer period of time?
1: I didn't. I I expected to be here for uh, yeah, about four months, like you said. Um, You know, I was just ready for uh, kind of a change of pace, Um, something different, one to experience, you know life and and football in a different way than what I had been doing, um, previously. And, you know, so, so got hooked up with the Parma job, like I said, and, and, uh, yeah, I I really didn't, I thought I was just going to do it for, um, that one season, which was the spring and summer of 2021, and then go back to the States. Um, but I just enjoyed it so much. I really, you know, loved coaching the guys over, uh, over there, um, being in Europe, getting to travel, see some different things, having kind of a different, um, like I said, a different life and different experiences than, than what I was doing uh, back home. I uh, just really enjoyed it. So, you know, it's been one of those deals. I haven't really like, um, you know, put a timetable on it, you know, as far as how long I'll be in Europe, all, the, all those things. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed to just keep coming back just because it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, man, I know the feeling. Somehow you get you get trapped out here in Europe. Same things happened to me. You thought it would be one year, and then, you know, here we are, year eight, whatever. Right, uh, exactly. Okay, so after your – like, you obviously had a really successful time in Italy in the IFL, uh, leading the, the Panthers to a championship and another successful season. You were probably one of the hotter coaches in this past offseason. I'm sure you had a few different coaching opportunities throughout Europe. Why – was Paris the right choice for you? Why, how did Um, you land on that decision?
1: Um, so I think the biggest thing, there were, there were two main reasons, you know, people have asked me this before. The first one was, um, you know, when I got to know like the owners that, that were starting this, this program of this organization, I just really clicked with them. Um, you know, like young guys, uh, lots of energy, super excited, like doing it for the right reasons. Um, you know, and and just had a great vision for um for what this this could be here. Um so yeah, I was pretty much like hooked after talking to them just because I really felt like uh you know like a like mindedness with them and 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 similar vision. Um and also like the fact that it was in Paris, you know, it's like like we just kind of talked about, you know, being in Europe um you know by by choice, you know, I want to, I want to be in a place that sounds appealing to me, um, you know, and, and Paris certainly did. Um, There's a lot of great locations in this league and around Europe to be at, um, but Paris was just one of those things. It was like, yeah, that that sounds like a, like a place that, that could be, could be good to be at. Um, so I would say those were like the main two. And then another, another big factor, maybe the biggest factor was just like being in Europe for a couple of years and, and kind of, getting a uh feel for the landscape of like European football and where some of the players came from um you know I knew there were some good players in France uh I knew there was a lot of good players in France um and, and I just said hey if we can get those guys to to play, for us um, and stay home and be in Paris, I think we could be pretty good. Um, And that was the main focus of the offseason and recruiting and all that stuff. And, um, you know, got a lot of those guys to stay and and, uh, super happy with the, you know, the culture and the um, team that we've uh, that we've built that we're that we're still building. Um, But, yeah, just just knowing that there is a lot of good players here, like obviously as a coach, you want to go to where there's talent, and and I thought there definitely was here. So that had a big part to do with it too.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, speaking about the owners, like when we the, – the surge first game of the season was at your guys' place, and I got to meet mm-hmm. uh, Jason and John on the sideline there uh, and just talk to them for a little bit, two of the, two of the owners, and uh, just really cool guys. And I know Yogi Roth a little bit from like Pac-12 stuff. Yeah. So like your guys' ownership group is – is a awesome group of guys and it's it's a super exciting franchise man i like I'm, I'm really uh really intrigued by the paris musketeers um all right so this is obviously a little bit of a different coaching job because it's a first year program right like you're not coming into something that has any sort of a, any sort of establishment you you guys are building this thing from the ground up both off the field and on the field of course, there's a bunch of challenges with that. Is there anything uh, – any unexpected challenges that you've run into that is something that you kind of didn't expect with a first-year program that's been a, a little bit more difficult?
1: Um. Well, I would say, you know, that that's what you said is spot on. Like, it's a different um, – with an expansion team, first-year organization, uh, you know, it's kind of like everything – under the sun as far as like what needs to get done um the different hats that you're wearing and and um different things that you focus on um throughout the different parts of the year and times of the week and the season so as far as stuff I didn't expect I mean I knew that you know because it was an expansion team and there was nothing you know there was nothing already here that it was going to kind of be like all-inclusive um I mean, everything from recruiting to building a coaching staff to, you know, like all the little things like doing, you know, not not little things, but like things that you don't really think about sometimes, like, you know, buying equipment, buying field equipment, you know, making sure we have enough mouthpieces and socks, you know, for practice. And then, um, you know, everything team travel is always everything we've done since the time that I signed on to be here. Has been the very first time uh, that we've done it. You know, even now, um, it's not not necessarily our first game, but it's our first, uh, you know, first season coming off our first buy last week, stuff like that. And so, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, first time, you know, on the on a plane trip with the team, like all these things. And so, um, yeah, like everything is a first, and and I think our goal is to just. Um, do everything as best as we can and like have a standard for what we want to do and um and and just kind of attack everything with that mindset. Um as far as like to answer your question like things that have um not not necessarily unexpected but like the things that have really been a process is like, you know, getting the uh you know, like the cohesiveness of of a team, you know? I mean, this is a team this is a team sport, you know, it's the ultimate team sport and, and it's certainly not a bunch of uh, just individuals. And, and I think that's been like the biggest thing um, I would say the biggest challenge in in a good way is, is getting that cohesiveness to, to happen and building culture and, and, uh, and all those things. Cause when you're putting a team together from, everybody from the outside coaches and players, you know, there, there is no culture, you know, you have to build that. um, You have to build that as time goes on and all, you know, a lot of times you need some adversity for for that to happen and for, you know, the right people to step up and, you know, leadership to show itself and and all those things. And so um, there's certainly no, no fast forward button um, on that process. Um, But I would say that's the thing that, um, you know, has, has been the biggest process but also has been the most gratifying and most rewarding like to see now um to see our guys compete to see that culture to see the standards how how our practices have improved immensely how you know how we respond to adversity in games um it's just a totally different uh different feel than it was you know just a couple of months ago and and uh I'm super super proud of that and and uh you know the players and everybody in this organization deserves deserves a lot of credit for that but you know that's uh that's the most important thing and with a, with a first year program you know that's uh that's that's the thing that that takes you know the thing that you got to get right and that's what I, I think we've been trying to do and, and certainly pleased with where we're at with that right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you look at kind of the story of your guys' season. Um, You won your first game, which actually I believe you guys were the only first-year team this year to win their season opener, which is actually a pretty, uh, pretty big feat right there. Then you guys dropped a couple, Um, but as of lately especially, it feels like you guys are trending in the right direction, even if you look at kind of some of your earlier losses against uh, the Rhine fire and Frankfurt's compared to the second time you played them, like obviously much mm-hmm. closer games. I mean, I say you look at your guys's record right now. And I think I said this on a previous podcast. Um, I think you guys are at four and six right now, right? Like you guys, if you look mm-hmm. at your, your scores, you were guys are the, are the one team that could easily be eight and two. You basically mm-hmm. have like two games only that were not within reach. Um, and so I'm just wondering kind of what is, what is in your, in your words, the story of your guys' season? Well, I think it goes back to what, what
1: I was kind of saying, um, a minute ago of just culture, you know, um, and, and, you know, belief, you know, buying competitive, competitive spirit, like all those things are, uh all those things are what you need to, to win close games. And I'm not saying that we didn't have culture early, but what I am saying is like, you need to like part of a big part of culture is like learning how to win. You know, that's the thing about, about sports, about football. I mean, I think about life in general is it's certainly not just about talent. It's about behavior and execution of tasks that, you know, result in wins and losses, you know? And I think that, um, I think that in a lot of those close losses um and and certainly in, in the losses that weren't close you know I think that we didn't do what we needed to do to play winning football um sometimes maybe it was one or two plays sometimes it was a lot of plays and I think even in the games that we won early on um you know I don't necessarily think that we uh um you know played great you know and I and, and we're certainly not a finished product yet um I don't know that we ever will be i think you're just always constantly striving to to be at your best and and reach your potential but i think um the biggest thing is is uh is that culture of how do we respond when something bad happens how do we respond when something good happens can we stay focused throughout the entirety of a game throughout the entirety of a long drive um you know can we can we score at the end of the half in the beginning of the of the second half you know how do we finish games how are we on third down those are the biggest things man that that uh you know, that you need to do to, to be a winning team. Um, and it's taken us some time to to get over that hump. I mean, you kind of referenced it like, you know, the the first Ryan game, that was, that was that was a that was a tough game, you know. Um, you know, they 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 beat our ass, to be quite honest with you, that uh, that very first game. Um, you know, and then we go to Frankfurt and lost and lose another tough one. And then we've we've kind of started chipping away. We just hung in and, and kept battling and and the guys just kept showing up, you know, like kept showing up with a great mindset, a great attitude. Um, you know, and and the improvements has has happened, you know. Um, certainly we wish we would have won some of those games earlier in the year to to still be in playoff contention. Um, I certainly think we're a different team now than than we were back then, but you know, when you when you look at kind of the trend of, of our season and what we've done as a team, the improvements been there each week. You know, the, the toughest one, I don't want to say the toughest one, but it, but yeah, I'll say the toughest one was that second Frankfurt game where, you know, we're down 13 nothing. You know, that, that's a great example. We're down 13 nothing to a team that I think was like seven and one at the time that had beat us pretty handily the, the time before. You know, we battle back and we get up on them, you know, we're in the second half and then we put a game winning drive together at the end of the game, go for two to go up. Uh, by one point and then uh, they put a you know a a crazy sequence of events together that last I think they got the ball back with 50 seconds and then end up kicking a 51 yard field goal to beat us at the very end of the game uh, which credit to them you know hats off hats off for sure to them Um, they did what they had to do to win and that was one of those ones that you know, I just told the guys like, look, fellas, you know, I know right now it kind of feels like we're never going to get over this hump, but we will, you know, we will, we just got to keep doing what we're doing and, and keep building and growing. Um, and we've gotten some better results the last two weeks. So, um, I do think it's a process. I don't think there's a fast forward button, but these guys have stayed together. Um, and when I talk about things like culture and building that, what we have now compared to what we didn't early in the year, like the players are the ones that deserve the credit for that, you know, because they've been the ones that have hung in, um, you know, blocked out what's been said on the outside, you know, yeah. and just kept showing up and kept improving and, and uh, you know, have, have done exactly that, have, have improved and have, and have built something special. And, and I'm very proud of them and proud to be the head coach of this team and um, hopefully we'll keep it moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, exactly what you said there. And it it seems clear, obviously, like I'm not there, you know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs and day to day, but just when you're looking at the team from the outside, uh, the, uh, the culture answer there and kind of how the the team is trending in this right direction is is really impressive, man. That's great for you guys. Uh, You did touch on it. That's okay. You guys are now out of playoff contention this year. You've got two more games left. What do you hope to get out of these two games? What is what is the message for these two games for you guys?
1: Well, you know, I think the message is is the same as far as a hey, like focus on what we can control, focus on us, control what we can control. You know, and and um, that that is the message. You know, we want to play to to a standard which I was talking about. We want to um, fulfill our potential. So, you know, the the external um, stuff like about playoffs, um, you know, of course, that's that we would rather be in the playoff hunt than not. Um, but, you know, right now, that's just something that's out of our control. So what we can focus on is, you know, uh, what we do every day, how we practice, how we watch film, how we prepare, how we take care of our bodies, all those things, um, you know, because we get an opportunity to play. You know, we got Barcelona coming in. Um you know they'll they'll be they'll be ready to go and and uh, certainly um, you know want to get get uh, revenge on us for for the last game which um which which we were able to win and so you know we got a great opponent coming in that we're excited about and and uh, at the end of the day man that's all you can ask for you know what I mean like we got an opportunity to play ball which is great um, and I do think like I said like there how do I put this like the guys. No, the people inside the building know that like, Hey, look, you know, um, we're, we're not where we set out to be at the beginning of the year, as far as like a record or external goals, let's just call it what it is. But we also like had a, a, a dose of reality of like where we were really at at the beginning of the year and like what it took to get to where we are now. And I think there's a real sense of pride um in who we're becoming and i think that that is what these guys i think that's what motivates us as a team to keep moving in that direction so the fact that we're out of the playoff hunt you know i I don't see that as being uh um any reason to to ease off the gas or to relax or anything like that And i certainly don't feel that from our players and and uh you know that's a that's a good thing I, i really don't feel like motivation is uh is a problem for us right
0: now absolutely yeah man that's uh that's uh did did, did the cuz you guys did come into the year and there were like quite high expectations for the Paris team and uh i mm-hmm. think had you guys up really really high in the power rankings but this is all kind of like external nonsense but did the, did this add an element of pressure to you or to the team this this external expectations um you know
1: i certainly think uh, it probably a little bit, you know, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, I don't want to, I'm not going to say like, Oh, like I felt that at pressure. Oh, like, you know, this or that. But I think that, um, anytime that, you know, you have the spotlight on you in like a, on, you know, a, anytime, I think, you know, if we're being real about it, like in this day and age, like, you know, everybody knows that everybody. Um, uh, but we, you know, um, it's, I'm not saying that was, uh, a reason for, you know, um, us not having the first half of the season that we wanted to, but but, you know, to be to be honest, like I think that you know, people certainly felt like a a, a level of outside expectations and because of the fact that like we hadn't built that that real culture yet of like not really paying attention to what anybody else says, right. it probably did have have an effect on us, you know, because, um, as a first year team, You know, when there's when you haven't been through anything, not just team, but organization, when you haven't been through anything, you know, you don't really have any uh, foundation to like rely on as far as like blocking out the outside noise or, you know, doing all the things that we just talked about. Like, and that's what has taken time. And, And I will add, like, you know as a, as a first year organization, I mean, we kind of got murderers row coming out of the gate for the first, you know, however long of the season. And, and, uh, you know, in some ways that was, um, that was uh, you know, that was certainly tough to deal with. And, and, um, you know, we didn't do what we had to do to, to get the wins in those games. And in other ways it was the best thing for us because, you know, it it made everybody kind of pause and say, Hey, look, man, like we got to step our game up and not just pause, but like when you're going against the best, you know teams in the league week after week after week after week as a first year team you really have no choice but to to raise your level of play raise your level of coaching and um so we certainly got a you know a, a tough um a tough schedule you know especially as a first year team with no previous experience to lie on but i think that's one of the things that has uh has turned us into the the organization and the team that we are now and like i said we're not a finished product but Um, You know, we I know we've come a long way and I think, you know, maybe without some of that early adversity, I'm not maybe our record would be better. You know, I mean, maybe we'd have a better record right now if uh, if we hadn't had the the uh, the run of games that we did. Um, But I'm not sure we'd be as strong of a team as we are now. And so, you know, when you look at priorities as far as a first year program, um, I'd rather be the best team, you know, the best team that we can be um rather than just have you know the best record obviously we will, we all want to have a great record we all want to be undefeated but what I'm saying is uh that adversity really kind of forced us to grow and come together and, and improve which is a good thing
0: yeah absolutely man actually I love what you what you said right there and kind of the mentality there like would you rather be sitting at eight and eight and two on a fluffed up record like where you hadn't no. playing the best teams in the league or would you rather like having battled through I mean for those who don't know obviously like the Western Conference is incredibly strong you got Frankfurt you got Ryan Fire you got you guys you got Hamburg and then your guys is out of conference you're playing the Surge two times who are another top team I mean you know like nothing against Frankfurt they're a great team but like one of their out of conference opponents is uh the Enthroners and you know that's 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 going to be two wins for them and it's just like you guys are battling through it every single week and it kind of accelerated maybe accelerated your guys' growth process having to go through all this adversity probably
1: there's no doubt man there's 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 no doubt that that's exactly what happened um to to us you know and i'm not i can't speak to anybody any other team or anybody else's schedule but like what i will say is um you know we started on the our first game of the season is on the road um and then you know we get we got Stuttgart at home, then Ryan on the road, then Frankfurt on the road, then Hamburg at home on a short week. Um, And then who, then uh, Ryan, no, then Stuttgart again, then Ryan again, then Frankfurt again. I mean, that was our first eight games of the year. And so, um, you know, like I said, when that, or seven or eight, or whatever it was, when that, uh, when that happens, you know, um, you got no choice but to raise your level of play, but that is, that is what what we want. You know, we want to play the best teams, um, you know, and, and, you know I would rather I would rather game plan and line up and coach against and have us play against the best teams in the league week in and week out and feel like hey look like this is like competition as the best that Europe has to offer than line up and and play some fluffed up schedule as you said like there's really not that much gratification in that to me um or and I think that's kind of been like the mindset that we've like, established and that it probably wasn't at the beginning because like I said, it's first year and you don't really have anything to, um, to be based on, Um, you know, but at some point it kind of clicks for you and for the team and for the guys in the locker room, that's sort where of like, you know what, we don't care. We don't care who we're playing. We don't care what the record is like, bring them on and like, let's go because we had no other choice, you know? And so, um, and the improvement happened, you know, week after week in there and it took us a while to get over the hump um, to get to to you know turn some of those close games into wins, um, and uh, but that's you know looking back there's no changing what happened, but um, that that's kind of my perspective on it. And uh, like I said, I'm 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 proud of of who we've become.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this franchise is something really to be admired on and off the field. I love the brand of the franchise, like from top to bottom. I mean, to have a really strong American football team in Paris, you guys got, uh, you know, great social media, you've got great product on the field that's continuing to improve each week and really be a, become a a contender level. Uh, Really excited about this, this franchise and this team in the future. I got a couple more questions for you. Who's a guy on your team on the Paris Musketeers that does not get enough credit in your opinion? Um,
1: I think there's a lot of them, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that the, the coverage of like the football, um, around the, uh, around the ELF is very like highlight based and, and kind of a lot of times very like import based, um, which is fine. It is what it is. And I'm not saying anything bad about that, but I think there's a lot of guys that fly under the radar that, that do a great job. I mean, to name a few, um, you know, let me start with, with, with the defensive guys. I mean, Kenny Florey is a safety for us. French guy that's had a great year. Uh, Digon Gomez-Kachanga is a linebacker. It's had a great year. Waji Saeed has come a really long way at corner, um, you know, on the offensive side. I mean, those are just to name a few. I mean, yeah. offensive side. I mean, our O-line is is really taking strides. You know, that's one – you know, we, that's another thing that we've been through, you know, is uh the, to kind of go on a side note just to, you know, um, as we're talking about it, you know, we, we've had four, I think – import or like kind of highly recruited, you know, O linemen at the beginning of the season that that aren't with us anymore. Right. Um and that's been a, a you know a kind of a revolving door and, and for the last several weeks, you know, about month, you know, we've kind of solidified that lineup and those guys have taken major strides. And Coach Mack McClure, that coaches those guys has done an awesome job. Um Nabil Mizugi is an offensive lineman that that's really stepped up that probably nobody knows who he is. Um you know, Max Gay is a young kid that that's really taking major strides on the offensive line. Um, you know, running backs, Jason Agumon, Jason Bufunda. I think those guys have done a great like everybody knows, you know, Zach, Kyle. Yeah, um, you know, we got a young kid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Hugo Tekadam. He started as our backup quarterback in this in the beginning of the season. Now he's one of, you know, he's playing receiver for us and he's been lighting it up. So we got a lot of guys, man, that, that are, that are young guys that that a lot of people don't know about and uh, you know, they've done a great job and certainly we're going to try to keep them here um, moving into the future. Cause I think um, you know, as people watch the progress of this team um, you know, over the course of the season, there's going to be a lot of our guys that other people want to play on their team. And I think, you know, that the, that we got to keep this team together. And, and uh, I think that the, the the strength of our culture and, and kind of what we've been doing and, and who we've become, I think will help us in that. Um, but, um, you know, certainly we've got a lot of talented players. A lot of them are young guys that, that, uh, you know, I'm proud of to, to see their development and, and uh, looking forward to to building, you know, with that moving forward.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. I love being able to just give a little highlighting of, of some guys that don't get so much credit because like you said of course uh, just naturally it's a lot of uh highlight base import base and it's great to get some of these other guys get their names out there because there's just so so many guys playing in this league across europe especially homegrown guys uh national guys that just just don't get so much credit so i love that last sure. thing man just want to know what what is it that you love about coaching football i've seen you like for those who don't know, we got to have a little interaction together, especially at the Italian national team. You were one of the assistant coaches when I was playing on the national team and kind of to see the way that you approach practice there. Uh, and, you know, we're in like all these kind of like chaotic situations with that. And it's, uh, but it, you could really see your energy, your passion and your love for coaching football. Um, I, like I could see that. What is it about coaching this game that you love so much?
1: Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. Okay. First answer to that question is being a football coach, it beats having a real job any day of the week. You know what I mean? Like, look, man, I could be wearing a suit and tie to work and, and, uh, or, or, you know, doing, you know, doing something else, you know, that, uh, that I, that I'm not passionate about and, and nothing wrong with doing any of either of those things, Um, you know, and, and respect to everybody that gets up and grinds it out every day, no matter what they do, but man, this is what I love. This, this, this to me is not work. You know, I mean, I get to watch film, coach guys up game plan, you know, call plays, whatever it is like, that's fun. You know, that's not, that's not work, um, to me. And so I'm, I'm blessed to do that. I'm grateful to do that. And that's, that's kind of the mindset that I try to take into it every day. You know what I mean? Is like, look, man, um, you know, we, there's always ups and downs, um, you know, the the losses are are heartbreaking. The wins are great. But at the end of the day, man, like we're blessed. I'm blessed to coach ball for a living. Um, and I try to keep that in, in perspective and, and and keep it fun and enjoy it. It's not always easy, especially, you know, during times of adversity or whatever. You know, we can we, we live and die by this. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like we're blessed to be able to do this. Um, that's how I feel. And then also, like, you know, the thing I love most is like, the coaching and the development of the players, you know, is, is, is helping guys, you know, especially the ones that are, are really like hungry to improve and to learn. And, and because there's so many of those guys out here um, and, and everywhere playing that a hey, coach, like, just what do I need to do? Like, you know, help me improve, help me be my best. And, and, to you know, whatever it is, give a little pointer here or there, really work and developing a guy through the course of his career or, or season or whatever it is like all those are just so gratifying you know because you see the excitement when when you know you know a guy's really been working hard on a a technique or a play or whatever it is and then he goes out and does it and has success it's like uh it's super rewarding you know for for them and to me as a coach like it's just as rewarding to me because you know I I, I love when you know somebody will Really devote themselves to something and then get get uh, rewarded for it and get that payoff and that's a great feeling. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's the motivation for me, man. Is is to uh, you know is to take in the mindset that hey, this is a fun job and it's a blessing to be able to do this and get paid for it and make a living doing it. And and you know the thing that I'm passionate about most, like I said, is, is helping the players and and uh, you know helping them reach their potential. That's just an awesome thing.
0: Awesome, man. Coach Mark Mattioli, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I uh, Appreciate you, man. This is yeah, fun. I enjoyed it. Hell yeah, man. I love it. And uh, super. I'm super excited about your guys' team, man, your guys' brand, your organization. And kudos to you with everything that you've done so far there. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what's up with the Parrish Musketeers going forward, man. Good luck this weekend. For sure. Man.
1: Thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, the uh, for the time and for the, the coverage and all that stuff. I appreciate
0: absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. All right. I'll see you later, Mark. All right. Later. See you.